we are good. Now just like when I'm doing this, just add like a bunch of chaotic drum, oh, yeah, drums a, behind it. And basically we're, we'll be death grips. Like edit it, so edit the video. So it's like just chaos and black and white. Just make sure it's black and white. And there's a bunch of noises in it. And I'm just going like that. And there's just chaotic problems. More like meth grips, am I right? Oh, the only reason we're doing an episode on death grips, I smoked a little bit of meth before we started this, so I'm feeling good, feeling great, feeling ready. Uh, I didn't do that, so don't fucking at me, please. Just a little. I mean, I would. (laughs) I'm not above it, but I didn't. We're doing this episode not because the band is really honestly worthy of us doing an episode, but holy fucking shit, so many people have said do an episode on Death Grips. Yeah. Oh my God, this is the most requested band by far. There's no comparison. This is just a newer version of the Neutral Milk Hotel episode. If you've not listened to the Neutral Milk Hotel episode, you should go back and listen to that because the only reason we did that episode is the same reason we're doing this episode, which is the internet and memes. Uh, this band is a meme. That's the only reason this band exists. As far as the music goes, I like this shit a lot better in the 90s when it was called Curse of the Golden Vampire. My first question is, why do so many dudes think they have to start a band just to show the world their dick? That's the whole point, I guess, for so many people. Y'all know you don't have to start a band if you want to show everyone your dick, right? You can start an OnlyFans. You don't need to start a band anymore. Bands are out. Bands are done. You can get paid to show your dick on OnlyFans. You don't even have to make music anymore. You can drop schlong on the timeline. It's allowed on Twitter. Fuck, I was going to say, you could just do it on Twitter. You don't even need a fucking OnlyFans. You just put your cash app in there. Cash app, here's my dick. Pay me. My favorite is this band intellectualizes showing Zach Hill's dick on an album cover. I mean, if you look at that picture and all you see is a dick, then I don't know what to say to you. That's this band's response. And they talk about how it's like about being vulnerable, maybe like fragility nonsense or whatever. No, like, no, that is a, a hard dick. <laughs> That's a dick pick, really. It's not even like a good picture of a dick. It's just a bad dick pick taken with bathroom lighting. The artifying or whatever you want to call it of everything sometimes is so obnoxious. And this band is like the quintessential artification of dumb shit. This is the bronze toilet in a museum modern art thing applied to music. Wow. Everything is art if you say it's art and keep a straight face. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I had a debate one time about art. Oh, it was fucking fantastic. By all means, say no more. Oh, dude. The first time (laughs) I heard Death Grips was I thought it was a joke. I'm dead serious. It is a joke. Oh, Death Grips. You haven't listened to Death Grips? I'm like, oh no, I should probably check it out. You got Rick rolled. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're fucking with me, right? You're fucking with me. Like, this is like legitimately something that you think is awesome. What the fuck? This is the opposite of music. Across the board, this is the opposite of music that you it should even admit that you listen to for sure, let alone try to bring up in conversation to another person. Like if death grips is a part of your personality and who you are as a person, you're not going to have a great time. I think part of it too, if this band was just playing like 200 cap clubs forever and just stayed forever like this, whatever that they are, I'd be like, okay, well fine. But like this band gets 
open fucking stadium tours or some shit and play these massive venues where you're already taking shit that sounds like shit and now you're blasting it out this huge space it just sounds even worse so this podcast obviously has a lot more depth than you would believe if you read like the one star reviews from people who listen to half an episode and only resist it and only just accept it at surface level and don't actually take the time to find out what's happening here the reviews that we get from those people who are like this is just negative for no reason if everything sucks then nothing is good etc all the things that people who don't really get this say about this applies to death grips for what it actually is sure you know for what it truly is this is just like dissatisfaction aimed at everything with nothing deeper to it than that and uh I, i'm not great at internet speak but a lot of people say the word like cringe 4chan speak like oh this is cringe and this is 4chan's favorite band this is the most cringe thing of all time I, I should have asked the person now that I think I should have asked the person that told me to listen to death grips for the first time. Why? They're a masochist. This I was going to say, besides like some sort of like you wanted me to it suffer. Is. Obviously we're not friends. Cause why the fuck would you recommend me listening to this shit? Cause you hate me. Maybe they hate me. Why do you think that this band gives their music away for free? It's so they don't have to feel bad about treating their fans like shit, not showing up to your own shows. That's an artistic statement canceling tours just to go make an album instead this is an artistic statement you're just following your pure creativity mm. you're just giving everyone the fucking finger and acting like it means something deeper than it means why why is it that bands do this shit this is like a fucking common theme with with bands of this style where it does feel it does they do don't feel stop saying that they do they do things that they know are just going to make people upset just piss them off. They're fans, mind you, not the general population of the world. And people still are just like, oh, yes, I just, it's so good. What the fuck are you talking about? They're literally making something to annoy you. It's the sex pistol spitting on their fans and their fans thinking that it's a sign of respect or whatever. Like, how? How do you flip that in your mind to where getting spit on is a sign of affection? It gets flipped so the fans are like, oh, that's how we show respect. Cool, I'm going to spit on the band. And this is why if you go read interviews from punk bands of the era, bands come and try to go on tour and fans show up instead of applause, they're like hawking loogies yeah. at the guitar player. This is wrong. And that's what happens when you adopt this backwards wrong idea of what's good. If it's good because it's bad, then only bad things come of that. Yeah, what a really, really bad thing to build outlook on life or taste in things. What a genuinely bad thing to build off of. If it's bad, it's good. Oh my God, you are destined for doom. This is very seriously more of a performance art project than it is a band. And when I say performance art, I mean in the way that some extreme controversial performance artists might take a shit on an American flag as a statement and call that art. I would say that taking a shit on an American flag is more of an artistic statement than anything that death grips has ever done. Mm -hmm. Sure. Cause that actually means something. There are ideas that anyone can look at that and be like, Oh, that is a statement. Death grips is just rage. And a lot of the problems that we're going to have with this, and I'm going to get into this way later in this episode, but 
the problem with this is the same problem with Rage Against the Machine, but this is just Rage Against Everything. Nihilism, nothing matters, let's get pissed off. I mean, aside from the money store, which is this band's let's make a commercial product for a major label album, Death Grips doesn't seem worried about even creating something you could call a cohesive sonic piece. Like, there are not songs here. I guess World of Dogs is maybe kind of almost like a song, but this band is essentially a hoax. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, sounds like someone just discovered GarageBand for the first time and was just dragging bullshit into like the little thing and feeding it, like creating like loops and then adding all the distortion pedals all at once. Oh shit, this is just some of the just discovered GarageBand. Oh my God. Oh wait, it's a fucking shit ton of people that think it's genius. Like, what are you talking about? Can't anybody do this? Couldn't anybody recreate this shit with GarageBand? I, 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 maybe, I don't know. I don't do that shit, but I'm going to assume you can. It would be moronic to say that Zach Hill is not a monster of a drummer. So that is the sole aspect of this that anyone listening to this could not do. It's just be Zach Hill on drums. But also, he goes so far out of his way in this project to fuck up how good of a drummer he is and make it sound all out of whack and everything. So if this band is not making fun of every single one of their fans harder than Tool ever did, then what this band is doing is trying to be the Beatles, which means standing in front of decades of music that this band's whole PR story has to pretend never existed in order to pretend these guys came out of nowhere with something that they invented. They're the only ones who ever did this. It's wrong. This guy, I watched a live video. It's so embarrassing because... In my head, before I saw this, I was thinking to myself, oh my God, the people that like this shit are literally just Beatles fans. Literally just floppy hat wearing goofballs that need to like check their, I like weird shit too. So Death Grips just fills that void. That's what it is to me. It just fills the void of, I like artsy music because I like Death Grips. See, I got Death Grips. Like you don't, you listen to the fucking Beatles. You don't like music. A. Then, Halfway through the set, I like, you know, scrubbing through it. This dude with like a man bun and a flannel shirt is just on stage kind of singing along. It was so uncomfortable and the singer was kind of ignoring him. And I was like, this is their fan, right? This is the guy. This like flip flop flannel wearing motherfucker with a fucking man bun is the death grip super fan. Yeah, of course. Of course. He's on stage singing every song. If the lead singer straight up jacked the guy in the face, like punched him in the face, we wouldn't be doing this episode. I'd be like, oh, no, this that's fucking incredible. The singer just punched this fucking asshole who's on stage and shouldn't be in the face. That's pretty fucking sick. But that, of course, did not happen. The funniest thing about all of this to me is... In 10 years, no one's even going to remember that Death Grips existed, first of all. Like, if this is your favorite band right now, and you think in 10 years you're going to be so stoked on your Death Grips tattoo because of all the great shit that they're going to do, nobody. This only gets more embarrassing from here on out. This band only continues to disappoint you. This band only does more dumb things as they get further and further out of touch with why anyone even cared in the first place. As trends evolve, as the hype machine moves away from from this this shit is just downhill always because that's this story out of control hype the most pure distillation like you can just look at it and see oh this is what hype looks like
Yo, do me a favor real quick if you're listening to this podcast. Which you uh, are. You're obviously f- listening to this podcast. Do <laughs> you think they're listening to the podcast right now? They're still listening. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're listening, yeah. We really need you to subscribe wherever you're listening. Hit the subscribe button. Definitely make sure you're subscribed. We've got merch now. What, shirts and pins and stickers and stuff? Yeah, on the website. Go to our website, yfbspod.com. Just do it. Just do it. That would be a good slogan for Man, something. we should make a shirt. Okay. <laughs> It's really annoying to me how often the word noise is used in connotation with this band because this is not noise. It's sound. Death Grips is sound. It's not noise. Noise is not just something that you say when something sounds chaotic to you and you cannot think of another word. Noise is an actual aesthetic and it's a genre that has existed for a very, very long time. And no, I am not about to recommend a Merzbo album because guess what? I do actually listen to noise and I didn't just Google a list of the artists everyone name checks. Same deal with Black Dice and Wolf Eyes. I don't give a shit what you listened to the summer you pretended to live in a van parked behind the fixed gear bicycle shop where you work, okay? Mm. You're going to want to find the 2008 album called Adult Life by Carlos Gifoni. That's noise. Also 2008, Challenger by Burning Star Corps. Little on the ambient side, but that is noise. And Burning Star Corps' whole catalog is pretty sick, by the way. Or here's an easier one, just Nurse With Wound. There you go. There's like the next months of your life you can spend listening to Nurse With Wound. Death Grips is not noise. Please stop calling Death Grips noise. The sonic tropes Death Grips are using have so much more in common. I don't even know what the genre would be, but like paint huffing bands like Indian Jewelry, except Indian Jewelry fucking slays compared to Death Grips. (laughs) <laughs> paint huffing bands. what about hella the only reason anyone's even paying attention to zach hill in the first place is because he was in the band hella and if you've been tracking his career since then like i have you know that hella made like three good releases and then went so far off the deep end into just unlistenable trash i don't know what happened i swear i don't i don't know if these guys went to burning man one year and got a hold of some bad shit i don't know if the hype machine took over Hella's audience and these guys got sick of the kind of fanboys that were showing up to their concerts and realized that they were never going to be able to be in a band that they wanted to be in without dealing with annoying idiots from the internet showing up in real life, <laughs> not knowing how to talk to a person that's standing in front of them. I don't know if that's what happened. And they're like, fuck it. Let's just make bad music until everyone stops paying attention. <laughs> but then no one stops paying attention. Everyone doubles down. They're like, oh shit, this is even fucking better. Oh my God. Hella albums got so bad. And 90% of everything that Zach Hill has done since Hella albums got bad has been bad. Yeah. And it's like intentionally bad. I don't believe that he likes this. I truly don't believe that he likes this. I think he likes everything else that he's doing around this. Mm. I think he likes telling you to go fuck yourself. I think he loves that. Sure. Basically what he's doing at this point, every song that he puts out. I don't like noise. I I think noise sucks. I I get that too. I I, I, I take that back. Somebody did send me some uh, post something on Twitter the other day. That is genuinely noise. 40 second songs, like actual, like real noise. And it, it, it was okay. If you have been paying attention to music for a long time, you can just tell from the way that people start talking about something, whether there's any substance there. You can tell when it's a hype thing taking over from the way that people talk about it, the kind of people that start talking about it, the things that they say, the fact that this is a band that has existed for less than a year and they have a major label record deal all of a sudden. 
as a, okay. And then here's the thing. Like, I'm not sure why people who fall for this every time never ask how come they never, ever, ever heard of this band before. And then all of a sudden they're the only cool thing that exists. And if you don't like it, you're a loser. And this band just happens to have a major label record deal. You'll never ask yourselves how come the bands this happens with always come from California or New York always always and never from like texas say where this kind of music has been coming from for 30 fucking years at this point yeah you never you would never think that anybody in texas made any kind of music like this ever you think that there might be a reason you heard about death grips within fucking months of them becoming a thing that exists and almost nobody knows about the screw music scene that's been happening in Texas for 30 years. I mean, rest in peace, DJ screw, but fuck you if you're a death grips fan and you don't know who that is. Seriously. If you've never heard of blackie or any of the other acts, this shit is ripping off. You just have no idea how stupid you look acting like you discovered a new continent because you listen to death grips. It's true. Definitely a shit ton of people that think that they are like, I'm a real music fan now because I know who Death Grips is. Can't call me a poser anymore. Anyone making the real version of this music is far too fucking dangerous to be signed to Epic Records. Epic Records would never spend one second thinking about signing someone like Blackie. And like you're probably not going to find this shit on Spotify for the same reason as everything I just said. This dude knows that he's never going to have a mainstream commercial career, but just type the words blacky all caps with spaces into your search engine and get ready to have your fucking speakers blown. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hit up the song. No future. Just got shot. War child. Michael J. LaCour.bandcamp.com motherfucker. If you've ever <laughs> bought a death grips album, you straight up. owe this guy cash pay <laughs> This man. But no one's going to do it because nobody actually likes the music. That's the thing, right? That's what this whole thing is. If 10 people if there's do no it, aesthetic, if there's no like, I don't get scene points or cool points, then why would I listen to it? I mean, for fuck's sake, if Death Grips is so new and original, then can someone please explain the existence of Melt Banana to me? Because I'm pretty sure I watched a tiny Japanese girl do 80% of this shit and it was awesome 20 years ago. Yeah, Melt Banana's been around for ever yeah i i would say 90 percent of death grips fans definitely don't know who the fuck that is i mean and th- this shit pisses me off because if you watch interviews with death grips like ask them what their influences are they're like we're not influenced by human achievements at all what are you talking about we just came out of nowhere with this it's like okay do you really believe that or were you hired to be the beatles of industrial rap yeah, I'm not inspired by anything. Uh, of course you fucking are. Everyone is. I don't really look up to anybody. I guess I have some some favorite musicians that I like a lot, but I don't emulate anybody. I'm not that fascinated by uh, human achievements. I find some things uh, like, uh, of course, I like Jimi Hendrix. Of course. There, there are others, but... I'm not really into just naming them off. That seems boring. But I'm not really that inspired by, uh, at one point in my life I was more inspired by people. But as I've grown more, humans aren't really my, I don't really look to that for inspiration that much anymore. I look more inside just to myself and what goes on in there. Internal, internal struggle, internal shit like that.
I hate that shit. This shit's so fucking. Well, annoying. this shit pisses me off more than the bands that we usually talk about because most of the bands that we talk about are not pretending like they invented everything that they're doing. Yeah. I watched that interview. It's just stupid. It made the band so much worse. I was like, oh man, musically this, not, it sucks. It's garbage music. It's not even music. It's just annoying, obnoxious bullshit. And then I actually watched the interview and I was like, oh, this is actually as bad as I thought it was. Actually worse than I thought it was. This interview is fucking terrible. Holy shit. It just solidified so much that this band sucks top to bottom. They just rationalize and intellectualize all of the awful I, things that they oh, do. The part in God. that interview where they're talking, so they cancel a tour to go make an album because they said they were going to make two albums in a year. So then in the interview, he's talking about it and he says, so, I mean, like, if you think about it, we're on tour right now because we're doing this interview because we're on tour and we've got this other album. So like we did everything that we said we were going to do. And the look on his face when he says it, it's just like he knows what he's saying is bullshit. Yeah. You know, we had said we were going to release two records this year. We booked a tour that we actually shouldn't have booked in the first place and should have had the foresight to see that we weren't going to be able to achieve making the second record. It's also important to kind of state that it's like when we made, when we finished the Money Store, we loved that record. But it's like immediately we knew like that wasn't exactly what we wanted to make. We had this idea like no, because we had already started elements of like uh, No Love Deep Web and we're like way more uh, in like that felt way more in tune with like what we were experiencing as people in life at that point in time. So we became, we became like kind of obsessed with the idea of like completing that. We had promised that we were going to deliver two records, you know, within that year. And we canceled the tour so that we can complete the, the second record. Well, the record's out at least and like other people and, and we're on tour. So actually we've done exactly what we said we were going to do, you know, really like gut feelings yes it's gut feelings you know when something feels good you know when something doesn't feel right and it's not personal there's a reason why certain bands Limp Bizkit or some like Nickelback or something like that they're not pretending to be something that they aren't there's not like this like overarching theme of like oh we're just God's gift of fucking art there's something to maybe just being what you are and not pretending or adding this level of pretentiousness, everything about it, top to bottom, just screams like pretentious art school kid. And no offense to the art school kids, you're, I'm sure you're fantastic. But, uh, oh my God. No, they're not. I don't know any. I don't know any. Maybe some of them are okay. Probably not. No offense. You've Actually, met I don't them care. and you're made offended. a conscious decision to not be their friend. Then the videos, like the one video I watched, I was like, this is the final project of a kid at art school that is probably about to get like a B because it's not even, <laughs> it's not even actually that good. The thing is, is like, okay, if it's weird, I like weird shit. I like Lars von Trier movies. Like I like weird shit. It's cool, but it's gotta be good. It can't just be weird for the sake of being fucking weird. A lot of that shit's just weird for the sake of being weird. There's no point to it. So many people that watch it are just like, oh my God, it's so deep. You really think about it. Like, fuck you. I don't want to think about it. I think there are a lot of people who watch this and their takeaway is there's the one death grip lyric that everyone yells on the internet. That's like, I'll stab your man's vagina with a coat hanger or something. I mean, there's certainly a way to try to read into it as if it's some William S. Burroughs cut ups shit. But most people like it because it doesn't make sense. I think most people like it because they think this is surreal and bizarre and it's not attached to any sort of meaning. 
But that's why this shit pisses me off more than say Rage Against the Machine because they're bringing the same emotion and a lot of the same visual to the stage. Oh, these guys are mad about something. What are they mad about? Uh, everything and nothing, but no like real specifics. Okay, I don't know what to do with that. It's it's directionless dissatisfaction and like chaotic nihilism. I mean, I guess that listening to this band may be a novel experience for people who've never uh, been to a city with a dangerous subway system. Listening to Death Grips is essentially what it feels like to be incoherently yelled at by someone who's holding a knife. Yeah. But they don't have a good reason to be mad at you. Yeah. And that's worse. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God, way worse. If I know why you're mad and why you're holding this knife, perhaps that is something that we can address. But you are not making rational statements while you're screaming and holding a knife. The scariest people. So this is a very real problem. Yeah. The ones that are completely disconnected from reality. Yeah, that's the scariest shit in the world by far. But there's no point to this. There's no message to this. So what this is, is it's the sonic version of a haunted house. Like people who love to go to haunted houses probably like listening to Death Grips for a lot of the same reasons. Yeah. Like people who listen to Death Grips are juggalos who think they're smart. I I watch these interviews, listen to these songs. I'm like, these dudes just way too many psychedelics. Like lay off the fucking acid. It's what it seems like. like, It's a completely disc. It's like you go over the hump into way too far land where you're just like, uh, life is a simulation and therefore I don't need to... I don't know. It just goes way off into like way too deep end stuff. And the thing is, is for me is one thing to listen to again, the music and go, this sucks. And then to actually watch the interviews, it makes it way fucking I thought worse. This was going to be a 10 minute episode until I watched that interview. And I was like, Oh wait, these guys are at least pretending to take this seriously. I actually was not going to have any notes yeah. until I watched the interview too. Same thing. I was like, okay, I'll listen to some songs and I'll fucking what, do our usual thing. And then I watched the interview and I was like, oh no, 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 this is bad. Dude, we got an email the other day from somebody talk about how when we talk about music and about how sometimes it influences you in a negative way and why are you still listening to it? If you're depressed, why are you listening to depressing music? Stop. Okay, well, maybe you should just not listen to Death Grips at all because this shit's nihilistic shitty way of living looking at life everything about it the reason why it would have been very difficult to do an episode on this band if they weren't at least pretending to take it seriously is because everything that we're talking about right now would be fine if nobody took it seriously if you go to burning man which i have not but if you go to burning man people aren't walking around in a death grip frame of mind but this is like someone took the burning man frame of mind and just applied it to evil almost Mm -hmm. like just wickedness just like negativity the bad side of everything if you took this nothing matters attitude and removed that angry confrontational aspect of it, what you would be left with would be something silly like Burning Man. You'd be left with something like the 2003 Need New Body album UFO, which is hilarious and awesome, or a band like Lightning Bolt. Lightning Bolt is the right response to Nothing Matters, okay? Death Grips is just so clearly made for kids who have not yet figured out the fact that your parents being wrong about everything doesn't mean you have to spend the rest of your life in a bad mood. It means you get to do whatever you want to do now. And if listening to Death Grips is what you want to spend the rest of your life doing, you're going to have a very, very bad time. Seriously, you're in, you're fucked. The guys in this band don't even want to be in this band. It's obvious. 
It said the 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 version of that interview I I watched that it was deleted, but I don't think it was. It's like a Pitchfork interview or something like that. You should go watch it. I think it got deleted from Pitchfork's official channels. Maybe because the band was like, oh shit, (laughs) take that off the internet. The jig is up. Everyone's going to know. We don't like this. Is this what it seems like? Seems like they're so fucking annoyed. I'm positive if anyone showed these guys this episode and were like, what do you think of this? That they would try to say that they knew it would happen. Like try, try to intellectualize how what we're saying is a response to everything that they're doing because they did the same thing with the, like getting out of their label deal. They quit their tour, go make an album. They want to put a dick on the cover. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe there's another reason. Epic tells them that they're not going to put the album out immediately. Epic's like, okay, we've got to do a release schedule and like, like any other album that this major label would release. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's got to come out on a certain time so we can do like a marketing campaign rollout thing with it, etc. Yeah. And the band's like, well, fuck you. And <laughs> yeah. they put it online <laughs> for free. Then people call it a publicity stunt. And the reason why people call it a publicity stunt is because of how much of an obvious bullshit hoax this thing is. But these guys feel like they're getting called out on it. So they start posting letters that their label is sending them. They put screenshots of the letters from their label that are like, this is what we're going to do because you guys basically fucked us over. This album obviously does not count towards your contracts and you just gave it away for free on the Internet. But the label's like trying to salvage the deal and Death Grips is like, ha ha, fuck you anyways. Nah. And there's a, a later interview where Homie says that they posted that shit because the authenticity of their actions was being questioned. So it's like, do you follow your muse and do you just like go with your artistic gut reaction at all times? Is it that or is it you trying to stick to this image of doing that? Because if it's the first thing, it seems like you wouldn't really give a shit if everyone was calling you a publicity stunt. You'd be able to just write it out and let it go. Let it happen. Yeah. Yeah, you would definitely not. Res- you, you would not if. You're like, no, 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 ju- we really meant it. See? Right. Yes, See? yes, yes, yes. See? It's, it's, it's uh, 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 so painfully obvious, especially when things are like counterculture or whatever that even means but then they're so very aware of their image. And it's like, well, then if you're so care about your image, why would you ever sign to a major label? You know what I'm saying? Why? Unless it really is just a, we're going to sign to a major label knowing full well that it's going to go sideways. And then we're going to really solidify ourselves as being punk rock independent or some bullshit. Cause it's going to go sideways because it always does. It's the most, generic story of being in a punk rock band of all time. These guys want to have it both ways. They somehow actually do have it both ways. Yeah, they they do now, Still, but right they're now, not going to for long. Second. It's not going to, it cannot last for long. This illusion cannot hold. They want to spend two months living at the Chateau Marmont, the belly of the beast. And they want to act like they're only doing it to own the normies, basically. We don't care about this place, but we just wanted to go stay there so we could get a feel for like what it's like for everyone who does. And they got pictures with Robert Pattinson, put him on a song, get a picture with Beyonce or whatever. They're rubbing elbows with movie stars and then acting like they're above it all the whole time. It's silly. It's silly. Okay. How much money do you think that they gave the Chateau Marmont to do this? Do you want to just like take a while? They spent their whole album advance staying there. All right. I don't know how much money they got for their album advance, but it was thousands. 
thousands of dollars that they gave to the Chateau Marmont as like a fuck you to the Chateau Marmont. How is this any different than racist white people finding out that like Wrangler jeans is sponsoring Lil Nas X going and buying Wrangler jeans to cut them up and burn them and post pictures on social media. (laughs) How is that any different? I don't know, but that's one of my favorite forms of protest of all time. I love that shit. That's That's some of the best shit. I fucking hate that. Watch me. I'm going to go buy it and then burn it. I got, I'm going to really fuck you, show you. I'm going to spend $50,000 at your fucking out, yeah. where, uh, you know. But you feel stupid now, nah, don't you? Fuck you. Got you, bitch. Or what if it's all just bullshit? It is all bullshit. And they just wanted to spend all the fucking time there because they could. They ate in the Chateau Marmont restaurant. They talk about how they would eat in the restaurant every day. And they were like, yeah, it was really like surreal because 90% of the people were like, What are you doing eating in this restaurant every day of all of the food that's in L.A., of all of the businesses that you could choose to support with this major label money? You just put it right back into the system. How is that? Fuck the man. How? <laughs> fuck the man by giving all of our money to him. This is like you saying fuck Walmart by going and buying a bunch of shit at Walmart. Maybe this is, maybe you're right. It's just pure, unadulterated, just uh, nihilism. I can't believe that this episode's this long. I mean, it wasn't going to be. This episode could have been five minutes. Uh, This was going to be a real fun, jokey thing. And then I found out all of the things that matter about this. Yeah. Watch that interview for me too. Same thing. It was the changing moment. It was the moment that I was like, oh no, fuck this band. Because before I was like, oh man, fuck this band. Now, then I was like, no, 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 no. Capital F, capital U, capital C, capital K, this band. These guys need to break up for real and walk away and just just pretend that this never happened. Also, I'm going to just do this for me. Legitimately, is that like Beatles tier? Okay, so if somebody says their favorite band is the Beatles, I'm just like, oh my God. Okay, goodbye. I would say it's equally as much for me if somebody says, oh my God, I really love Death Grips. It's, it's, it's right up there at the same level of, I can't even talk to you. Like, what do we possibly have in common in life that we can even communicate? Like, fuck off. It's bad. It's bad. Especially when you- It's worse than bad. Especially when you realize that there is a source material. Especially when you realize that these guys did not invent this. This is not new. They're not the first ones to do this. And that matters a lot, especially if they're going to pretend like they are not inspired by human achievements. So, yes, everyone that emailed us that said, do Death Grips because Death Grips sucks. Yeah, Death Grips sucks, but Death Grips sucks for worse reasons than you probably even emailed us. Yeah. Because most of you emailed us because their music sucks. Okay, noted. But actually, it's way worse than that. There are socio-political implications and consequences of all of this. And if your friends say Death Grips, they love Death Grips, maybe you should reevaluate some of your friendships. And if Death Grips is your favorite band, your favorite band sucks. You're welcome for listening to Your Favorite Band Sucks. All right, listen up, chuckleheads. I got to make this fast because Mark and I got a dinner res at Chateau Marmont. But you know the drill. Go to shop.yfbspod.com to get all your merchandise. Share this episode on social media. And oh, fuck, I just remembered right after the Chateau, we got to go to Musso and Frank because the next episode is Frank Sinatra Sucks.